0: I'm lucky enough to bring you another promo from another brilliant podcast. Off you go, TJ. What's the podcast? Play me a podcast. Hey guys, it's TJ from the Pints and Puzzles podcast. You're me to my day out. We explore some of the strange, unusual, and often obscure cases throughout history. But did I mention there's craft beer reviews? My dad shows the best. Come give us a listen on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Engage through a voice. Welcome to episode seven of Mirths and Monsters. I hope you're all well and happier than a still-breathing turkey after Canadian Thanksgiving, who's not yet aware of what Christmas may bring. Sit back, relax. And set your laughing muscles to chuckle. On with the pod. Hello again my friends. On this episode I'll be stepping out with the mythy side of things just a wee bit. Still connected though. This week I'm going to be talking about... Friday the 13th. Dun dun dun! Oh wait, I've got a sound effect for that. Later in the show, I'll be talking with a couple of people. Well, they're not exactly people. You'll find out. Two entities who are quite the experts on Friday the 13th and the superstitious nature that is attached to it. So, time to drop some knowledge of the number 13 and why it is seen as such a bummer on a Friday. For those of you with phobias, my own phobia, by the way, is running out of fatty foods. Also known as saturates a phobia. I'm digressing already. So, the number 13 has a phobia. I mean that people have a phobia of the number 13. The number 13 doesn't have a phobia that I'm aware of. The name of the phobia is Triscadecaphobia. Altogether now, Triscadecatriscadecaphobia. This means that people do not want to be involved with the number 13 in any way out of fear that something bad will happen. It is irrational, yes, but that's the whole point of phobias. Apart from the irrational fear of clowns, that is actually totally rational. Stupid, painty-faced blighters. Let's get back on track. Something that I wasn't aware of until I researched this was that there is actually a phobia of Friday the 13th itself, the day. This is called, and bear with me on this one folks, this is called phobia. Can you use it in a sentence? No, I can't, and I think one of my teeth just fell out from the strain. There is actually a second name for this phobia, and this is slightly easier to pronounce. It's Frigatriska phobia. The first one originates from Greek, and the second one is actually Scandinavian-based. So where is the idea that Friday the 13th is the boogeyman of the calendar? The black sheep of the family? The huxtable of the medical convention? Well, you won't be overly surprised to find out that we have to go back to Jesus time. Now, to be fair, it wasn't the full combo of Friday and the 13th together that was the problem. It was due to the idea that on the Thursday before Good Friday, Good Friday, of course, when Jesus was crucified, Jesus had a night out and there was 13 people in total. So, some folk added 2 plus 2 and got 13. 13. Other than this, there wasn't any real mention of Friday the 13th the day being a problem till much later. Much, much later, as it isn't really referenced before the 19th century. I found some interesting information in the Daily Telegraph, a UK paper, about Friday the 13th. Some suggestions as to why this day is about as welcome as a fart in a spacesuit. It mentions the 13 folk at JC's Last Supper... But it also mentions that some historians have claimed that it was on a Friday the 13th when Eve, of Adam and Eve Garden of Eden fame, bit the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge. So, as we can see, women have been getting the blame since the beginning of time. Now, I'm not saying that the historians were all men, but they were. Another rock-solid idea comes from the book, The Da Vinci Code a book that seems to have been researched by asking a drunk bloke in a pub his thoughts in the book it's mentioned that a Templar, Grand Master it's nothing to do with chess by the way was executed on Friday the 13th and as he felt the heat crawling up his body he cursed the Pope and the King of France causing long term misfortune well I think the Pope has done pretty well since the 14th century But, to be fair, French royalty did have a bit of a sticky time in the late 1700s, so let's call it a draw. On a lighter note, let's hear about some bad things that have happened on the 13th of the month on a Friday, shall we? Are we sitting uncomfortably? Then I shall begin. During the 1990s, a retired bus conductor called Bob Renfray from South Wales vowed to stay in bed after having some bad luck on previous Friday the 13th. In the past, poor Bob has had four car accidents, fell into a river and was made redundant. Now, I'm not saying that someone who worked in transportation lost his job due to the vehicular destruction he caused, but, you know, I'm just connecting dots here... Other bad things. Here we go! If you're familiar with the film Alive, a film that involved a rugby team from Uruguay and their plane crashing in the Andes, you'll know that that was a bad time. And that happened on a Friday the 13th. Yes, I know some of them survived, but not on the 13th, they didn't. Little nuggets about Friday the 13th weddings are cheaper, flights are cheaper the buying and selling of houses all drop. All of these happen on Friday the 13th due to superstition and irrational fears. This leads me into superstitions and the part that they play with the minds of people. One superstition in particular is heavily associated with this day. So, you'll know of the standard superstitions, not walking under ladders, knocking on wood, Did you know, by the way, that if you knock on wood twice, it actually reverses the positive effect you were after? Did you also know that it's bad luck to break a mirror? Of course you did. You're not daft. But did you know it's unlucky to juggle with chainsaws or even punch a bull? That will get you some serious bad luck. The main superstition I want to talk about, though, involves black cats. Black cats are way up there in the list of superstitions for some people because back in the day they were believed to be the cohorts of witches. These days, black cats are less likely to be bought or taken home from rescue shelters due to these notions that they are evil. Speaking of evil, did you know that Napoleon Bonaparte and Adolf Hitler were both scared of black cats? now, I'm not saying that had we locked that weirdly moustached wazzic up in a room with a load of hungry black cats it would have changed anything. But, you know, maybe ease up in the whole evil black cat thing. So the first of the interviews I've decided is with my own little black cat, little Ray Skywalker. She's just over one year old and the sweetest thing on four legs. I have put up a picture of her on the Twitter, at Marths and I will put her up on the Facebook once I have my page ready. Today, I'm going to interview Ray to get her ideas and thoughts about the stigma that is attached from being a black cat. What I've done is fashion a rudimentary translator, it's very, very basic, out of old television parts, and I can tell by the spikes of the meows... What Ray is saying. So, hello, Ray. How are you doing? Meow. Oh, you know, hungry. What's all this stuff? Oh, it's okay. No need to worry about this stuff here. This is just so the folk out there can hear you. Okay. Meow. All right. Is that a blue snowball ice? Not bad. So, Ray, have you an opinion about the idea that black cats are all evil? Meow. Meow. All hail Lord Satan. Bow down, pure mortal, and yield to my ultimate power. And stop feeding me that cheap stuff. I demand, Felix. I seem to be having a problem with the audio, folks. I'll be right back. I'm in full control now, weaklings. I control the horizontal. I control the vertical. I control... Ooh, ice cream. Me again, folks. Okay, so that was unexpected. I think I'll put it down to some bad fish that I had yesterday. Moving on swiftly. Actually, let me just do one thing before I carry on. did say that there was one more interview this week and that hasn't changed. This is a very exciting time for me. I'm a big fan of horror films, you see, and I thought who would be a better guest to have on the Friday the 13th episode than the star of a dozen films about that very day, Mr. Jason Voorhees himself. I have the phone number for Camp Crystal Lake, I figured he would go home, and there hasn't been anyone there since 2009 now. I did consider driving up there, but, you know, he does seem to have a bit of a temper, that one. However, he must be getting lonely with just the spirit of his mum up there with him. So let me just go through my Rolodex here. Let's see. Cerebrous Pet Sitters. Chupacabra Karaoke. Okay, uh, here we are. Crystal Camp. So, let's just type in the number. Hello? I'm trying to reach a Jason Voorhees. Is that you, Jason? Are you alright? You sound like you're having an asthma attack. Okay, While I have you on the line, if that is you, let me just say I'm a big fan of your work and the reason I was calling is that you're famously stoic in your movies. Your actions most certainly speak louder than words. However, over this period of time, I mean it's been 37 years since the first movie, I was wondering if you had any comments or thoughts about what's happened since then. Finally, I get to speak my voice. Do you know that there's a stipulation in my contract that I'm not allowed to speak? I mean, come on! I can't do one pithy one liner but Kruger's dropping jokes like I drop co Gee whiz, it's hardly fair. Not to mention my mom. All she wanted was a little revenge, and what happened? Short back insides of her head, that's what. She wore some lovely turtleneck cardigan combos, you know, knitted them herself. I never looked for trouble, you know. These kids came here and, well, this is my home, you know. All of a sudden, these drunken students come up here doing grown-up things. Well, I did not like that. Not one bit. I can sort of understand, but some may say that your actions may have been a little excessive. What do you mean, excessive? Are you being mean? I get cross when I think people are being mean. (coughs) Where did you say you were calling from again? Oh, it seems we've been cut off there. Uh, I think I need a minute to get my breath back. Ray, I need hugs. Meow. Hug yourself, weakling. (sighs) Where's Finn? Oh, he's currently staring at the back door, barking at nothing. I should probably put my nightie on and go and investigate. What is it, Finn? Is it a mass killer? Or is it a moth? Because you do go mental at both. You know, last time you did this, I thought that guy from Halloween was in the garden, but it was just a ladybird that bumped off your nose. Okay, deep breath. <sighs> okay, folks. I'm going to go get him settled. Go to bed. Leave all the doors unlocked and windows open. Till next time, Slancha. Your good health.